and welcome to Sutra Side Talk, episode 143. I'm your host, Carmen Shushtar, and with me is... James Seelig. We are back uh, after a week of no episode for the first time in, like, pre-pandemic, I think. Yeah, it's been, like, at least a couple years, I think, at this point. Yeah, we, we were able to actually maintain weekly episodes, which I'm really proud of us for doing. Um, and the reason, of course, you know, we missed one was because I had surgery on the 14th and I'm like, you know, the last episode, if you heard me, I'm like, yeah, I'll probably be fine by yeah. the end of the next week. I'll be able to do it. And then that came and I'm like, it's, it's not, it's <laughs> not happening guys. Yeah. Sorry. Um, yeah. So I got surgery on my nose. I'll keep details minimum. Uh, they basically had to do a bunch of things in there and I've been recovering. So it's still... Ha- like I'm still recovering for sure. Uh, this episode won't be that long either, probably 45 to an hour at most. And then uh, I got like a follow up with the doctor tomorrow, so I could find out how I'm doing. But pretty much, I've been very, very much on the low. Like uh, no physical activities really. Uh, just watching a lot of TV and stuff. Uh, I only recently started playing games again. Like the first week, I didn't even touch anything except maybe Animal Crossing more for therapeutic reasons <laughs> than anything and the fact that my eyes could take it but more or less i'm alive obviously so we got that um i'm not obviously as i don't have as much energy to be like whoa sutra side talk and stuff but you know we're here and that's yeah. what matters but i mean i'm glad you're you feeling a bit better but yeah yeah no definitely better than i was in the first week um but yeah th- this week it's been more of like a weird on and off like i'm, I'm good then the next day Man, this is worse. Yeah. <laughs> so it's been it's been fun. But uh, how are you doing, man? It's been doing okay. Nice. Just a uh, busy week at work. Like trying to stay regular, going to going to the gym like every day that I got the energy to go. So I don't know, I just been like wicked tired this weekend. So maybe I overdid it. <laughs> oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, we uh, this week got a more news centric episode with some leftovers. Of course, still we got. I got plenty of shows and movies to talk about, uh, if not more now, that I've been binging a lot uh, throughout the past couple weeks. So I got <laughs> I added more to the list. I tried to watch things that I wouldn't probably talk about here, just so I wouldn't have the list like stack up again like it used to. Um, so that helped kind of delay things a bit, if yeah. anything. My biggest problem is I just keep going back and forth between Destiny and Horizon right now. So... I'm chipping away at those. I just don't have anything like new to have final uh, thoughts on. I have like a couple things, but not much. Yeah. Speaking of which, um, we will have our Destiny episode. It will be next week. We've already scheduled it. Uh, it will be recorded on Sunday. Andreas will be there as well. And we will dive deep into it. And we've had enough time now to pretty much talk about a lot of aspects of Witch Queen, plus uh, Season of the Lost, and then uh, some of Season of the Risen. So it'll be I think I time. just finished the Season of the Risen stuff. I got that cutscene you were talking yeah. about, I think, so yesterday. I, I was going to say, you know, like we would do normally, like when the season's over, talk about it. But at this point, depending on yeah. what we saw, I guess we could just talk about the whole thing now. So yeah. <laughs> it ended sooner than expected, I guess you could say. But yeah, that'll be next week. Um,. I'm actually doing some good progress in my own Destiny stuff, so I should be playing Horizon 2 this week, I'm pretty sure, or this coming week, for sure. 
Uh, I'm excited to finally get into it. I love how we were like, we could totally do Horizon 2 and Destiny, like, Witch Queen in, like, what, two weeks? It'll be fine. <laughs> and now Ghostfire Tokyo is out, and I'm like, oh, my God, I haven't even, like, yeah. I still have to play Deathloop and some other stuff. So it's I keep seeing like... that on my uh, cross-media bar. It's not even called that anymore. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, I never finished that. I know how to get, do the perfect day now. I just got to do it. <laughs> yeah, I think by the time... Like, I, I feel like, you know, you'll finish Horizon 2 before me and you'll probably finish Deathloop before me, but we'll at least have some good topics there and stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's funny, too. I wrapped up uh, Yashihime today, that anime that's like the sequel to Inuyasha. Um, I didn't realize it was the series finale, but if anything, I think I might try to get Momo on, of course, again, to uh, talk that uh, with us. So that'll be fun. Right. But. Oh, we got we got a lot to talk about. We've got that. There's Moon Knight coming soon. Uh, the first episode of Halo came out. Yeah, I don't know if you watched it yet. No, um, yet. I think Game Pass people can watch it without Paramount Plus. Yeah, there's, there's like sure. a deal going on where you get like a month of that, and I think they yeah. they're doing like a month or so of Marvel Unlimited. I don't know how. I that will works. say, um, first episode, and I'll just tell you guys now, it's it's pretty bad. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. But I mean, it was better than I expected. But that's because my expectations were in the dirt. Mm, uh, and then yeah. it's uh, we'll we'll have a we'll have a whole lot to say. Yeah. I'm like, I skip Cowboy Bebop. I won't skip this. But it's yeah, yeah. My <laughs> my current plan is to wait for the whole season to come out and just do like the you're one... gonna torture yourself that long in a row. I, it's like the opposite of Demon Slayer, where you're like Demon Slayer, you're like, okay, I get why you'd want to wait for it all to be out because of the cliffhangers are killing you. Whereas yeah. this one's like, no, do it a week apart so you give yourself time to breathe because you don't want to watch that much of it in a row. You're gonna hate yourself. I think for me, it's just that <laughs> I don't feel like spending money on Paramount Plus right now. So Not for sure. I'd rather just wait for it all to be out, just like get through it. <laughs> like I said, just check out the whatever Game Pass Ultimate people or whatever get because I think you like I said, I don't. Think it's only a month the... though, so I don't think. Oh, that it's would... only a month. Oh, that makes sense. So okay, I don't yeah, think it wait. would cover like the length of time it's going to take for the season to come out because i think it's like eight episodes and they're doing it a week apart okay yeah definitely wait then because then once it's on there you can then use that month after you watch that to watch as much else as you yeah. can uh, all, all right. the star trek uh don't watch don't watch star trek that's not it's not something you want to do bless you <clears throat> I mean, i've there's, heard there's good star trek oh, not any stuff. of the new stuff yeah i was about to say the new stuff is yeah uh but all right news this week we've got multiple pieces but uh because you know we got two weeks worth uh only two of them will be normal time the rest we're gonna kind of do like one minute each so it'll be kind of it's it'll be very short if you want to get the timer ready we'll just uh probably jump right into it starting with the short stuff all right right. number one uh the game quarry was announced from massive games those are the guys that made the uh dark pictures anthology games we've gotten recently as well as uh until dawn yeah and this is basically until Dawn's spiritual successor i really liked uh, until dawn I, I never actually finished the campaign which is funny because it's not that long it's like a horror movie but i really liked how like they're very good at telling a branching storyline and stuff like that mm-hmm. so i'm i'm pretty excited for the quarry i am also excited i haven't played until dawn yet and i know i have it on playstation plus so i'm like it's among those games where i'm like post death loop and maybe ghostwire tokyo if i buy that yeah. uh 
I'm playing like Until Dawn and Injustice 2 and Mortal Kombat 11 and stuff, but uh, it comes out in the summer, right? I think that's what it said. Or it's like the, it comes out this year. It's like a September. Uh, pretty soon. Yeah. So it, it does make me want to play Until Dawn fast, but probably not the Dark Pictures Anthology, but at least, at least Until Dawn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up, the uh, Suicide Squad game got delayed. Yeah. Till 2023. Surprising, I want to say no one. Yeah. Like, they haven't talked about it, and the, what they do show is usually, honestly, nothing. They haven't really shown us anything. We've They're had just gonna one give us gameplay reveal, it, which looks okay. Bit. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm not, like, super excited for this game anyway, so... I don't really care that it was delayed much, but I guess it yeah. sucks for the people that are excited for it. I mean, Go- the minute they showed Gotham Knights coming to holiday 2022, which, you know... Is that still coming out this year, too? Yeah, that's what made it we'll kind of guaranteed <laughs> to be delayed to 2023. They uh, It was like a couple weeks ago, they gave the uh, release date of holiday 2022 for gotham knights mm, okay so it's it's a it, it they're probably sticking to that so somewhere between october december um yeah yeah and then uh gta plus a 5.99 a month subscription for ps5 and series x slash s uh, i guess that's cheaper than i thought it was yeah you get five hundred thousand or fifty thousand dollars in game currency a mo- each month plus like you know uh, I guess exclusive cars and properties and access to pipe exclusive properties and stuff. Um, this game is almost 10 years old. Yeah. I And they're now putting a subscription in. I tried playing GTA online a while ago with you and it was just so hard to get into like a group and do stuff together. Like it might be super fun, like playing alone, but I don't know. I mean, know. it's basically they're, I guess it's not insane considering they already have a bunch of microtransactions in there, but yeah. now they're just like, here, you don't have to buy one-off stuff. You can do this instead and keep the cash flow going, but keep getting stuff every month. Yeah. I feel like I it's... I guess it's good if you're an elite in that game or yeah. whatever, but... I was about to say that. Like, It feels like it's probably going to be cool for people who love GTA Online and just like that's their game they play all the time because they li- it's fun for them. Probably fine. I find it completely unnecessary though and yeah the fact that they have they've done a very poor job in supporting red dead um i, I honestly yeah, it's funny because ever since gta 5 online i mean it's like the the amount they support this game i feel like rockstar has dropped as a quality developer in terms of like putting out good games yeah you might get one but it's like once every 10 years and then it's just now this milking of an online activity yeah. uh blessing jr on kind of funny actually made a like a good point because he he does play this game like a lot uh he finds it strange that they would after all this time introduce like a, a paid subscription like a monthly subscription and there's still so much of the game that's just like straight up broken like we just talked about or i just mentioned the difficulty of like getting together in a group and like mm. doing group stuff that's still a problem. And he says it's because like this game literally still feels like a PS3 and a 360 game because that's where it started. So, yeah, that is a weird point or I guess good point that he made that it, it's strange that they would focus on how can we make more money versus how can we make it feel like a better experience? Yeah. 
it's just all cosmetic bullshit yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So it's depressing to see how they've kind of dropped in. I guess I guess integrity is the right word, actually, mm, in terms of a maybe. developer. Their integrity is dropping, I feel like. Uh, next up, The Witcher 4 was, uh, I guess, formerly announced, like, like formally announced and stuff. Yeah. Uh, with, uh, Unreal Engine 5, it's being developed in that. And then you see the crest is School of the Lynx, which is a new school. So it's going to be oh, a I brand new notice. line of Witchers. Yeah. I didn't like that. So. <laughs> That's the all the news we got pretty much is new engine and a new school completely because you know we've gotten what is it cat bear which for bear they say like I guess Ursa there's the snake um, the wolf which we know and then like one or two others but um, I guess we'll see like a new line come in and it'll be interesting because the whole thing is you know the witchers go extinct or they're going yeah they're like depleting so it'll be interesting seeing the rise of a new school and what exactly that means but. Uh, Three to five years? Yeah, we'll yeah. see. I mean... Three to five years. Three years minimum. Uh, I highly doubt it would be even ready in three years. So I'm, I'm expecting five years for this game. I want to hope that after the debacle of, like, uh, Cyberpunk 2077, especially after, like, the first trailer they showed was so early, and the only date that they gave was when it's ready. And yeah. it was not ready at all. So, well... It was somewhat playable in some formats, but anyway, that's I, exactly how you want your game to show. Yeah, so like I feel like they're gonna t- hopefully take their time and make sure when they release this, it absolutely works. Yeah, we'll see. But yeah, I, I, like don't get excited for this game. I mean, get excited, I guess, but like you're not gonna hear anything yeah. for a long time. Wait till we and... actually see something. Yeah, and I don't think we're going to see anything for two years. And then from there, like I said, I think it's going to be five years. So we're going to get... It'll be closer to 2030 when we get this game. Probably. That's what I'm feeling. So just that's up there. And then last little... Damn, wait, really? 2030? (laughs) I mean, five years. Yeah, it'll be like 2027 or something. Oh, okay. So you're rounding up Sorry, it's not that close to... Yeah, my bad. It's going to be like eight years? (laughs) Yeah, no, but yeah, sorry. Yeah, it'll be like probably 2027, though, I'm assuming uh spartacus might be revealed next week which is that uh playstation plus 2.0 i guess you could say playstation now combination yeah i'm very curious yeah and then the whole thing you know the big thing about it is we'd get piece one through three games in there which would be a massive library uptick and uh it would it would honestly change a lot for sony uh but they said as soon as next week so it could be this week coming that this episode comes out or it could be the week after. Uh, it'll be interesting to see exactly how that's going to go because you'd think they would want to do it around like uh, an event, like their like their big showcase. But if they eh. do it standalone, like it's also, you know, it's fine. I mean, um, we've had uh, state of plays where Sony puts out a, n- a notice that it's coming in like two days, and then they yeah. do it. So that could be within the week. We'll see. That's true. And. Then, they're cool they'll add some god of war news uh, at least in a release quarter for this year we know it's coming this year it's just like uh is it coming in the fall or the summer like what's going yeah. on here and then uh to the big news so this will be more like around five minutes each uh first off we got the state of play for hogwarts legacy and that was everything i've wanted dude the entire time i was just like did so they basically made bully but in hogwarts 
Mm-hmm. Okay, I kind of want to play that. <laughs> the only I part where that, it got yeah. weird for me was like the combat. It just looks kind of goofy to me, but it also looks like it could be really fun. Yeah, I mean, it shows like everything from you know all the different spells you're rolling around, dodging. So it's not even like it was like the air juggling for me that I was like, okay. (laughs) It'll be interesting the way the how the magical physics will work, um, just because you know with magic and that kind of thing. Yeah, you can literally do whatever you want. Yeah, we're. I guess we'll see how they were able to really manifest that and make it like work. So that'll be pretty cool, and then like, you know, I'm I'm just excited because I finally I've wanted a game like this for so long where I could just go to school at hogwarts and then you're like you're gonna go to school you're gonna do all these activities outside of school in hogsmeade but also the dark forest and surrounding areas yeah the world looks like weirdly huge like i thought it was just gonna be the castle and it's like i i don't know how big the outside map is gonna be but it looks like there was a lot like they talked about you know different villages you could fly to in like Mm -hmm. little side quests and stuff to find like it's it looks dense you're set to become the most famous wizard of that century. Since and that's still the, the other 1800s. weird thing. Like, it's interesting that it's not, it's like long before the actual events of Harry Potter, like the, mm-hmm. the book series. Like, so. There's a goblin rebellion. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It sounds really cool. Yeah. So it'll be, it'll be really fun that you could do Quidditch and all that stuff. I'm just happy that. Because sometimes, you know, things that you really want, especially if they're the most anticipated, like, game for you, sometimes don't work out. Yeah. Back for Blood, Godzilla versus Kong, you know, <laughs> like, these, not all these things go that well. Uh, Army of Dead, Army of the Dead and stuff, like, uh, you get some disappointments here and there. And, of course, you know, I'm, I feel like God of War is a guarantee of a good time, but this game has been, like... I've been waiting for this for so long and the fact that we saw it and it looks good like it looks like it's working makes me pretty happy yeah I think the only reason why I would have been nervous is just because like we've had Harry Potter games before and I've literally never been interested in picking any of them up because they never look that good so this one I mean, actually usually looks... all the they're all the like movie license games I that's too and like t- that back in the era of like movie tie-in licensed games they they almost never were actually like that good yeah i uh, think the exception was what spider-man 2 yeah maybe that yeah um the only part of the state of play that i thought was kind of stupid and this is like a minor gripe was they were like there's little there's even little puzzles you'll find like if you explore harry potter or not harry potter the hogwarts and there was like a picture that they like they tapped a button and it unfolded the wall into like a secret passage and it was just like that's not really a puzzle he just hit a button but whatever like it's a magic puzzle yeah but at the same time like finding hidden things around the castle it that sounds super fun to me just like i love searching for secrets i'm one of those people that like when i'm playing a game and and the game tells me specifically like go right or whatever I'll intentionally go left just to be like, well, what's that way though? I just yeah. want to see. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, all in all, like, it looks good. It comes what also holiday twenty twenty. Yeah, they they said yeah. like towards the end of the year. Yeah, so we'll get it then. Honestly, that is the perfect winter game. It looks like or the perfect like Christmas time game. You're just like, oh boy, 
uh, starting Thanksgiving, if it's around at around then, like I can imagine myself playing this like throughout oh. December. Also interesting, you're a fifth year transfer student. Where are you transferring from? Like oh, what? What and why? Well, very... Mystery. <laughs> were you homeschooled? I feel like you were probably homeschooled. That'd be so funny if you were like not even aware you were a wizard. No, that that doesn't. I think. Sense. I mean, sense. it makes sense. Do you really want to run around as a ten year old? Or like, I guess an eleven. Nah, that's or fair. Yeah, it makes yeah, sense. They go the like, let's 15. make you like fifteen. <laughs> yeah, I, I appreciate that honestly, because then if it was like you're coming in like during your fifth year and you've been there the other four, and it's just like, oh hey, it's me, your friend. I'm like, I don't know you. Oh, I also okay. Another thing I really liked was just the the breadth, I guess, of character customization. Like, you mm-hmm. can really make your own character. And, like, they even let you go into, like, each one of the four houses. Uh, yes. So, like, that part in the trailer where you, I guess, are doing Defense Against the Dark Arts class and you square up against... They they showed someone, I think, from, like, Gryffindor going up against uh, someone from Slytherin. And the Slytherin person... Gryffindor and it was this. Yeah, yeah, and the Slytherin person was like, time for a proper Hogwarts welcome. Like, he's going to try to fuck you up and stuff. And... I wonder, like, well, if you were Slytherin, like, would he be, like, also still Slytherin, but nice to you? Or would it be, like, I think else? all the characters are still the same. It's supposed to, the way they were showing at least the characters you're interacting with, they had one from each house. Um, so you're still friends mm-hmm. with all of them, it seems like. So the guy from Slytherin, the woman, the girl from uh, Gryffindor, the girl from Hufflepuff, I want to say, who feels like a, a lesser uh, <laughs> Luna Lovegood for some reason. Uh and stuff like that so i do see like they'll probably be the same they might change dialogue slightly depending on your house but otherwise i think you'll be able to have relationships uh or friendships i guess with all these different characters mm. and stuff so yeah looks like a fun game definitely and the other piece of news is that recently created studio uh, haven uh headed by jade raymond yeah. who did you know she was big in helping uh, make the early Assassin's Creed games, Watch Dogs, and, and then uh, un- had an unfortunate hand of making the Battlefront 2 campaign that was trash. And I believe uh, she tried to partner with Google for like Stadia stuff, and then Google was like, yes. you know what, never mind, game development's expensive, and it takes a long time, we don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, she was potentially making uh, their first, uh, first party game. I think they did put out one of like the two or three games that they were planning and it was just kind of like mediocre but anyway yeah even less (laughs) even less than the amazon games that have come out yeah besides new world which new world was okay and then it wasn't but (laughs) well i hear uh, it's fine it's still there (laughs) yeah just everyone like a bunch of us were playing it and then it didn't get unreleased at least (laughs) yeah that's very true they're not crucible yeah (laughs) god um yeah so haven was that studio that Raymond was heading up though, and they were partnering with PlayStation uh, to bring, I guess, technically a second party game. Uh, yeah. And it was going to be a multiplayer game. That multiplayer game is now a first party game because they were bought by Sony. And it makes sense for a couple reasons here. One, they're being made from the ground up, so they're very early in, I guess you could say, molding and creation. And they're also incredibly cheap because they have no games under their belt and aren't they a canadian studio too i believe they are because i think that was was... one of the things that like i think it was herman holst made a a point of saying is like now we have like 
an actual studio in Canada. Like, so it was like just to the point of pride of saying like, now we have like a, a, a group yeah, cause like in, a, in another country as well. Before that, when Raymond was making the studio, she said like, this would be a, a new studio for Canadian developers and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The cool thing about this too is, I mean, like obviously, like I said, they're cheap and it's all this kind of stuff, but this is coming right off the heels of Bungie being bought and Bungie mm-hmm. potentially helping Sony create around what they say, like 10 service games and 10 games that could really bring in like that community aspect. And it makes sense now that right after they bought Bungie, all of a sudden they go, you know what? We want to invest further in Haven because yeah. not only it, before it was like, Oh, they're making a multiplayer game and we're going to, it'll be cool for us. Now it's they're making a multiplayer game, but now that we own them and we own Bungie, there can be some cross pollination there and Bungie will help. I can guarantee you this is going to be one of those 10 service games. Now. Oh yeah. That makes so much it's going to be that Bungie's going to help out there. So now there's going to be a lot more growth and I don't know exactly what kind of multiplayer game it could be considering, you know, Raymond's background. Like I said, Assassin's Creed and Watch Dogs is third person. Battlefront was first person. Uh, it could be an FPS that's first or third person. It could be something else completely different. We don't really know uh, what direction this can potentially go and how many different types of multiplayer games Sony will want now, considering all the service, like, that's the thing. They made sure to reiterate, hey, we're big on single-player, like, AAA games like God of War and Ghost of Tsushima and stuff, but uh, you could see they are wanting to now expand and utilize Bungie to the fullest with multiplayer and service. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what kind of game this is going to be. I don't know how long it'll be till we actually see it. I'm going to say we'll get a tease in one year minimum to your max. I think. Well, I don't know. They did say one of the things that they mentioned was like the game that they are currently working on is like way ahead of developments, like just coming along really quickly. Apparently, I, hmm. I guess miracles can happen sometimes in game in game development, but maybe so maybe we could see something sooner. But yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if like the next time, the first time we see something from it, it's like, it's like next year or something like that. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, they'll probably have some form of showcase around August or something. I'm not too sure, but I don't think we'll see it yeah. there. Um, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely if see If anything, happens. they could maybe do like a short. One of those cinematic trailers yeah. or something. I was going to yeah, say like a short trailer related. or something like yeah. that. Like at the end of the year, maybe. More of like a, this is the theme type thing yeah i guess if anything something like that yeah. we'll see with the uh, asterisk uh disclaimer like very early development <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> the usual the usual of what we see uh but that's it for the news right. and yeah we can uh, half an hour in yeah and we'll you know we'll spend just a little bit of time talking about some stuff yeah. um i got multiple things here i guess uh do you want to start off or should i hit in uh Actually, you know what? Yeah, like I'll I'll start real quick, uh, just because I actually do have a new movie I haven't seen before. Yesterday we uh, went to see uh, Nazca Valley of the Wind, Nazca of the Valley of the Wind. That title does scare right. me. Yeah, I like. I am. Pr- I wanted to say I'm pretty sure that I've seen most of Miyazaki's films, and I'm pretty sure I've seen at least a majority. But there are some that I guess have just like fallen through the cracks. I thought I had seen Nazca at some point. I don't believe so because I watching it yesterday I was just like damn this movie's super cool how, how have I never seen this movie 
Like yeah, it's uh, it's one of his earliest. It's I want to say is of like of the Ghibli movies. This is like the first one besides uh, Castle Cagliostro. I want to say yeah, and I like I'm pretty sure you covered it for um, Sutra Side Watch at some yeah. point. And Let me look up the episode number for that actually. Yeah, like I don't know, like it very quickly became one of my favorite Miyazaki films. Just like. I, I love the mystery of, like, what even was the, the seven days of fire? Like, where did those warriors come from? Like, why did they spread that, like, weird toxic spore stuff all over the planet once they died? Like, the, the world that's left is super interesting. Like, the giant insects that are, like, dangerous and vicious, but also, like, malevolent as long as you leave them alone and stuff like that. Like, the Ohm being super, like, intelligent and empathetic creatures... I don't know. It's just a very cool world and just like very interesting characters. Like I forget the name of her, but like the uh, warrior lady and like the golden armor from uh, the enemy nation was just like super cool. Like, I don't know. It's a very, I feel like a broken record. Very cool movie. Definitely worth worth a watch. If, it, if someone has, if someone listening has never watched it, definitely worth a watch. No, it's definitely awesome. Uh, it's my favorite Ghibli movie, and it it is awesome because I love that it hits up a lot of environmental stuff. Yeah, and I don't know why I'm like leaning away from everything. Uh, <laughs> it hits up a lot of environmental stuff, and it just has the right amount of action that's not over the top, yeah. but it's enough where it's like fun. Because obviously, you know, if you want crazy like oh hey heads are blobbed off you know you watch princess mononoke yeah. and stuff but uh the vast array of movies that miyazaki does and how it kind of i guess you could say it gets more tame as it goes like you don't really get the fun action anymore you don't get the um the environmental stuff to an extent uh um, it's always it, like a running theme in his uh, movies though like more or less yeah yeah just not as i guess not in this way and yeah, this movie is very heavily like we need to learn to live with the planet and not like try to dominate it and something yeah like that. and it's i guess just the sheer combination of things that you get in this i i think it's the one thing that disappointed me for miyazaki was like i watch if that's like your first film you watch you're like oh my god so are they all like this and they're like no there's like one kind of and then you go oh well did he make anything else like that and they're like no and you're like yeah fuck uh so he like did it the first time and never went back uh but yeah yeah, honestly, if you compared this movie to Kiki's Delivery Service, it's like a completely or, different movie. I mean, it is. His, it's just... It is uh, his third movie, My Neighbor Totoro, or like the. Oh uh, yeah, that's like movie, totally different. I mean, still yeah. kind of like living with the environment a little bit. I don't know. I don't think I ever watched Totoro either. That's another yeah, one that fell was... through the cracks. Yeah, I never watched Ponyo. There, there's multiple ones. I that one I did yet. see. Okay. Yeah, I think I but... saw it in theaters with Chris. It was uh, episode five of Sutra Sidewatch, though. So if anyone wants to, like, listen to a really good in-depth discussion, uh, discussion it's myself, uh, Texas Brandon, and uh, my buddy Miles. Uh, and we get really in-depth on Asuka. We even talk about, uh, Miles talks about the manga mm. behind it. So we talk about the differences and everything else. It's really good. Uh, we, we talk about the voice cast, all about all of it. It's a very fun discussion for a good hour. Actually, I think it was like an hour and a half because we actually got so into it. But, yeah. Uh, I guess for me, sticking in the animation area, I got uh, two Gundam shows to go over. 
that I've been wanting to talk about for quite some time now. Uh, the two 90s Gundam shows from the Universal Century, Victory Gundam, uh, which I'll start there with that. Uh, I, you know, I've been going through, I, I kind of made it my little like anime quest to go through all of the Universal Century Gundam shows from like the late 70s start all the way to the current run where I think the newest one actually came out last year called Hathaway. And I just finished the 90s and stuff. Uh, and Victory Gundam is interesting because it's like one of those, it's one of the two future shows where it takes place well after like all the big stuff with like Amuro and Char and like the Zeon and Federation like Civil War stuff. And instead it's like, um, I forget what it's called, but it's like a different type of uh, rebellion this time. And they're a lot less, I guess you could say like, they don't feel justified like the Xeon did. And it's a very different type of show than I guess the other versions. Cause you know, the other versions are usually like, Oh, it's kids brought into war and they, they're new types and they have to like pilot these Gundams and stuff. And it is again, and there's all these like younger characters, but this specific show gives off a very strange aura of depression compared mm. to the other ones where they consistently kill off characters that you want to learn more about or enjoy. Like it's a weird one where this time they're like, Oh, we have the Shrike team and you're like, who's the Shrike team? And it's like, Oh, it's an all female squadron of mobile suit pilots. And they're all there and they're all helping this young guy. Um, actually shit. I can't remember his name now. Unfortunately, it's been a little bit of time, uh, but the main character, he's, you know, a young kid whose uh, father is actually the leader of like their organization. And his mom is a, I want to say a scientist or like one of the designers for the Gundam. Uh, she ends up actually dying at, at a certain point in front of him too, which oh. is really fucked up. Yeah, it was a whole thing. But uh, the Shrike team, I like all the, it's like basically they go it's a team of all these beautiful women and you're like <laughs> oh my god and they're all like highly talented and one by one they get killed like every other episode or each episode Damn. like you watch one die and you're like the other ones are like talking and the young pilot is talking to them like I don't want you to die too and all this stuff and they're like don't worry I won't same episode fucking dies oh and god. you're like oh my god and like there's one dude who's like in there's a guy in charge of the squadron and he of course has like a relationship with this other female pilot that isn't uh part of that team she's like the only female pilot not part of the team so ironically she's the only one that lives but he gets her pregnant dies immediately after and you're just like dude i don't understand why of all of the shows this one has the most amount of death like even one of the like there's a few boys that are pilots and even at the end one of the boys die too and they like do not hold back like i i kid you not like the messages the other ones usually go through or like the the areas that they cover are more or less like you feel the squad grow and stay alive for the most part. This one was just like death coming left and right. And it was crazy how much it happened. But Damn. it's also like a weird future one too, where uh, 
like I said, it's like after everything else. And even like, uh, there's like a, a female character, uh, who switches sides and it was the, the reasoning for it's really stupid. She's like, I fell in love with this dude. Who's kind of a prick, but whatever. And he ends up like dying. And then she goes blind at the end. And it's funny too, cause it all starts on this one home planet. Like it's all the kids home planet. It's this woman's, uh, I think her name is Katagina. Uh, it's her whole planet too. And they all like getting caught up in the war and stuff. And piece by piece, like by the end of it, they come back and it's like, oh, we're back and we're here to like, you know, grow up and raise our, like raise ourselves as like a family for whoever's left. And it's funny cause it's like all the kids that survived. Cause when you look at the, uh, the adults, majority of them die to the point where the oldest ones literally kamikaze their ship oh my god the <laughs> enemy fleet so you're like oh this show literally has no survivors like it's ending with like so the it's a literal majority. like shakespearean tragedy <laughs> it honestly kind of was yeah it's really interesting it's pretty fucked up like because for some reason the main kid loves this woman even when she betrays them and one by one she's the reason a bunch of the other characters get killed too uh, and she survives it too, but somehow gets blind. And when she's blind, she's just like wandering, trying to get back to the town she came from. And they don't even realize it's her. They're just like, cause she has That's like a sad. shawl on. Oh. And it's just like, dude, am I supposed to be like happy by the end of this show? Cause I, just, I, I think I, I know. All right. I remember now I was watching this when my leg was, when I, uh, sprained my leg uh, so i couldn't do anything and i'm like oh this will make me feel better i'll finally <laughs> catch up on gundam and, and i'm like so much worse dude i, I remember finishing my it. physical pain with emotional pain i straight up was like i now not only can i not move but i'm depressed and can't move <laughs> this is the one thing i didn't want to happen so uh the designs themselves for the gundam's really cool though it's like you know uh still white gundams um they would do like some small improvements with the different like marks and stuff, but uh, it was it was fun. I don't think I liked. I don't think I like Future Gundam. That's like past the Federation Zeon stuff. Like I prefer, even though it's the same universe, I prefer staying in that like point of time. The only one I still liked was like F ninety one, which was like that movie that should have been like a show or multiple movies and then they just somehow didn't finish it and it's just an unfinished one. Oh, I talked weird. about it I, f I talked about it I don't know how many episodes ago but it was one where it was actually like so intriguing where I'm like this could potentially actually be the best Gundam story that I've seen but they never finished it and I was like I don't understand so I went from oh this is the best one it didn't finish to oh I guess well I'll watch this now oh I'm depressed nah. so, <laughs> so it was horrible. Uh, the other Gundam show I watched right after, though, is the one that everyone's told me I would love, and I've been waiting to watch it for so long, and it's an OVA. Uh, instead, like, because uh, Victor Gun was, like, it was long. It was, like, 50-something episodes, I want to say. Uh, whereas this show, was, you know, OVAs are, like, shorter. This one was, like, I want to say 12 episodes or something, maybe 13. Uh, I could be wrong, maybe less. But, uh eighth ms team and it's like gundam vietnam where it takes place during the uh during the one year war where it's like the main war the the first show takes place during when it's just like amuro and 
them fighting the Zeon the whole time. But during the war, you know, they're fighting on Earth and there's different types of like fights going on. And this one is in Southeast Asia. And it's just a battalion of the soldiers that are just stationed there. So it's not really space. It's just like land battles and stuff. And the Gundams in this one aren't like the usual, like, you know, spacefaring mobile suits that are flying around. These are like walking Gundams. That that's it. They just walk and they got shields and guns and that's all they are. And they don't fly like weird because they, no, they don't fly. They literally have flown uh, since like the first season, series. They're the <laughs> eighth mobile suit infantry team, pretty much. Uh, Interesting. So it's really cool seeing it because the intro itself is amazing. The feel and the theme are all amazing because it, it, it feels like Gun in Vietnam. You're just like, oh. oh, this is really cool. They're fighting the Xeon here. There's gorillas that uh, are native to the land that are helping them. They like kind of form an alliance to fight the Xeon more or less. And it is good until it gets a little too outside. Like, I honestly really just wanted a, oh, battle of the week episode where they're just like fighting in the jungle. And I wanted that for like, I honestly would have loved it if it was just that for like 30 episodes and I would have been completely <laughs> satisfied. But instead at a certain point, they get into like, um, uh, Ensign Shiro, uh, was it, uh, uh, it was the commander, but like, uh, uh, I think his name was um, Shirochi, I want to say. No, I can't remember now. Shit. But damn, I'm forgetting all the fucking names. But the point is like, uh, I have to look it up now to double check now because I'm, I'm actually losing my mind on this. Uh, the main character who's like the commander of his unit falls in love with this Xeon scientist girl. And, like, they had met each other in space right before coming to the planet because uh, he was still being transferred there and there was, like, a small battle in between where they both had to, like, survive together. But uh, I think it was Shiro, Ensign Shiro Amada was his name. Uh, or maybe that was... Or that was Stardust Memories. Shit. I'm, like, <laughs> mixing up different Gundam shows and I have to, I have to look this up. Well, I feel like at a certain point, like, I didn't even realize there were so many Gundam shows. I knew there were, like, several... But I feel like at a certain point they might all blend together, except for the ones that aren't in the same timeline or whatever. No, it was Shiromata. Haha. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. All right, cool, cool, cool. Uh, yeah, no, it was uh, so him and Ina Sahalin, uh, she's the scientist, they fall in love, and the Xeon are making like this crazy super weapon that's like a giant ball that can just basically shoot late. It's almost like a Death Star kind of, but uh, just not Death Star tier you know uh much smaller and <laughs> that's no moon. yeah but it's instead it's just like oh we can shoot explosives that are strong it's not going to destroy the planet it's just gonna annihilate like the base in front of us maybe oh um okay you know it's a lot smaller it's not like it, it's like a mini so it's not star. like a planet killer but it'll still like fuck up no it's just like a, it's like enough. a it's like a it's like a unit killer or okay. like a battalion killer i guess you could say yeah uh yeah because they're the zeon are like working on this experiment there and that's why like they're in the area because they've been building this but more or less like they start becoming like unhinged uh with their progress like uh uh ina's brother is the main guy making it and he becomes like insane to where he like takes control of it and doesn't care about all the zeon that are dying to make it happen um so 
it turns from cool like jungle warfare battles to just like uh shiro kind of going awol to help aina and like because he's like we don't need to fight a war and they're like the fuck what the fuck is he talking about <laughs> don't fight the war what, what are you talking about dude <laughs> um and it ends up with them like teaming up they stop the weapon and it almost seems like they died and it turns out like Sh- shiro got like i think he lost his leg or something but they end up living in like a cabin somewhere and she gets like pregnant and they're basically just going to start a family and he's uh. KIA because everyone thinks he's dead. But like two of the characters like fight. it's weird because like it's like 12 episodes of this and the 13th is like a weird thing of like two of the characters find them at the end and then you don't even see the rest of the squad for that final episode. They're just gone like you, you're just they're just like yeah everyone got transferred to different units after and it just feels very unfulfilling oh, where yeah. it because it, it's like they build up with this crew of guys and it's really fun seeing them all and I'm, you really enjoy a lot of it and then it gets into like you know end game type stuff where you're like okay this is the final fight and all this shit and then it just kind of has like a weird like hey look it's uh us looking for the commander because we know he's still alive even though it felt like he died and Oh, there he is. Okay, the show's over. And you're like, the fuck? What? <laughs> so it's like, it's it's all good until the very end. And then the very end, it just feels depressing again mm. a little bit. I don't know if it was just like the time of the 90s where the guys making Gundam just weren't feeling good <laughs> or or what, what was going on. I'm not too sure because... Uh, I know, like, you know, right before all this was all the crazy stuff. Like, you had the main Gundam shows in the movie, and it's, like, a full, like, three series in one movie, like, story that's, like, continuous about all these characters. And then, like, you get these smaller ones that have more of, like, a better payoff where, like, Stardust Memories and uh, Pocket, uh, War in the Pocket are more, like, uh, stories that feel consistent start and finish where they do feel satisfied by the end and you're like you're not really unfulfilled by the end of it and you feel like you've got a lot out of it and then for some reason these two shows were like victory feels completed it just feels depressing and then eighth ms team feels incomplete mm. by the end where you feel like you wanted more and you think it deserved more than like 13 episodes that sucks more or less yeah but ironically enough, like because of how good it was, it is still probably one of my favorites just for the sheer theme and those earlier episodes before like the end kind of came in and did what it needed to do. Um, and I got like, uh, I'm getting close now because there's like three mini shows coming up for the 2000s. Like it's for some reason, each uh, series is three episodes that are like 30 minutes. So it's only like nine episodes three three series and when you put them all together it's just nine 30 minute episodes and that's the entirety of like universal century in the 2000s uh and then you get to like the 2010s which is where i started watching gundam and that's where it gets insane so i'm kind of excited like where i'm closing in on like the final uh stuff of gundam because i only got like 20 years worth of it left but it's not actually that much when you go through to watch it like i think because there's so many different gundam universes like there's Mobile, there's Mobile Suit Gundam, there's Gundam Seed, Gundam Wing, G Gundam, because uh, they rotate through them all. Uh, 
there's not actually that much in each decade of like each specific universe when you actually kind of look through into it, which is kind of interesting. But yeah, that's my Gundam talk. All right. I think we were at like oh, 48 45. minutes. So that's yeah. probably a good place to stop. Yeah, I'm I'm good cuz I had, I had to drink water there cuz I'm yeah. like oh my throat it's killing me. Uh but all right, I think we're good. All right. Yeah. Thank you guys for watching and listening. Uh, you can find us at sutrasidetalk at gmail.com. Send us any uh, feedback, comments, questions, all that good stuff. Uh, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening to. And uh, if it's Apple Podcast, five-star review. Spotify, rate us. YouTube, uh, give us a like, like and subscribe. And follow us on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, at sutrasidetalk. Follow James on Twitter at invaderjim124. And follow me at Twitter at gogocomzilla. Uh, like I said, we were just doing a short episode today, just getting some small stuff out, but uh, we will have our big Destiny 2 episode next week, uh, talking Season of the Lost, Witch Queen, Season of the Risen, The Raid, all of it. Uh, we got Horizon 2 coming, we've got uh, all types of other stuff coming. We, we got We got a ton of stuff in the works, so... Well, we definitely won't have uh, issues fighting topics, I yeah. guess you could say. Yeah, that'll Not be Not for easy, a while, though. no. Yeah. But uh, until next week, have a, have a good one. Yep. So long. Thanks for listening.